What up, nerds? And welcome to Token Minority Report on Unsafe Space. I am your minority, Beverly J. Clark. Uh, it was hard for me to tell. I don't know if that video played well, if it was glitchy just for me or for everybody. But if you couldn't tell what it was, it was uh, before the intro music. That was me blowing up a jack-o'-lantern filled with tannerite with an AR-15. And just to uh, reiterate that uh, the pumpkin that you saw afterward was a different one that my boyfriend shot but did not hit as well. Mine fully exploded into many tiny pieces and continued to shower down on us over like the next minute and even from like 100 feet away. It was awesome. Um, I'd like to do something like that live, but I need to figure out if our internet can reach out that far But because uh, that was just in my backyard. So I need to do some housekeeping, but I'm actually going to bring on our guest now to help me clean because teamwork makes the dream work. So today we have John De La Rose. He's the leading Hispanic voice in science fiction, a number one best-selling author, if not the number one best-selling author, at least in my heart, and an award-winning comic creator. He runs a YouTube channel by the same name, John De La Rose, and he doesn't have a Twitter account anymore after being banned, so he doesn't go by at leading Hispanic. John also has an upcoming manga-style comic called A High School Girl in the Crusades, and maybe once it's out, he can reenact some of the scenes from it, playing the high school girl in a Sailor Fuku. So, fingers crossed, and welcome to the show, John. I'm not wearing that. That's degenerate. What? Yeah. I mean, you'd look adorable in it. The, I also have to make it clear, I'm not, I'm not going to do any cleaning either. That's woman's work. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I didn't want to make yeah. any assumptions. I didn't know if you were a man or a woman or how to define any of that at all. So uh, it's difficult these days. I know that the uh, whatchamacallit, the the Babylon Bee came up with a handy primer of, hmm. of how to tell if you're a woman or not. Did you did you take a look at that by chance? Oh, no, I didn't. I but I have been wondering if I could tell whether I'm a woman or not. So well, gosh, I have this link handy and look at this. It's like I know how to run a show or something. <gasps> so here we go. We can uh, we can test we can test whether you're a woman or not. We don't know for a fact. Ooh, okay. I'll try not to put the put it up on screen and spoil the questions. We'll do it one by one. You can you can give your answers. Are you a woman? Twelve signs to look for. So there's twelve different ways to tell if you're a woman or not. Uh, the chat can follow along. You guys can play this game too and see exactly how this goes. So number one, Beverly, are you always cold? Uh, my hands and feet are yes. Okay, Does so you got count? yes. Okay, that I counts a hundred percent. The hands and feet are the most annoying part, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then, then, then the chicks put them on us, and it's just God. Why can't, <laughs> yeah. Why can't you figure it out? Jeez, <laughs> terrible. Okay. They're cold now. Um, has a human ever pooped out of you? Popped out of you? Not pooped out. Of you. Sorry. <laughs> Either way, I guess. The... <laughs> um, no. So that's no. A no. So that's uh, that's oh, a no. Right. That's fair. might not be a woman. Okay. Fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty so far. Know. I'm scared. Have you ever decorated a bed with six or more pillows? No, I, I hate having pillows. I've been using like the same pillow since I was like eight. You just have one pillow? <laughs> yeah, I don't like having, I don't really You don't like have one of those body pillows or anything like that? Uh, no, I think if I need to hug something that's just blankets, I have a lot of blankets. Okay, so you're you're now only one third a woman, it looks like. Okay. So, okay. So this isn't All looking right. good. Not looking good. Uh, can you tell the difference between cream white and rustic farmhouse white? Uh, I, I don't know. May, uh -oh. Maybe. I need to look at them. Can I compare these colors? Why don't okay. they have the well, colors well, on here? Let's see. 
cream. I, I don't, I'm, I'm a little scared to Google cream white, uh, <laughs> rustic farmhouse. <laughs> yeah, don't get us banned, please. Okay. Uh, here's rustic farmhouse white right here. It looks like, uh, what an elegant color. Okay. Yeah. Let's look. I mean, that looks modern. The other things look uh, that looks pretty modern. This well. looks more rustic farmhouse. Okay. Oh geez. Well, I don't know what happened. Beautiful. Here. Wow. But okay. Uh, so are you going to go with no on that as well? I'm going to go with no. This okay. uh, so isn't voting You're well. now only 25% a woman. <laughs> this is getting interesting. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Have you run into a curb in the last 24 hours? <laughs> Be uh -huh. honest, Carol. <laughs> Can it be the last 48 hours? Because I did, because I haven't driven, I didn't drive yesterday. I did drive the day before and I did park slightly on yeah. a curb. Oof. So. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll count that. Okay. Okay. So you've got, you've got two. <laughs> Two so far. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you bleed like for extended period of time at regular intervals? <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll say it's a spicy yes. question. <laughs> but uh, not in the way you think. I. You're not <laughs> one of those like emo cut yourself people, are you? That's not. No, what we're it's more like about ritual here. stuff where it's uh, for the occult. Oh no. Hmm. Yeah. You, you're not like a spirit cooking person, are you? <laughs> do you remember I that? I don't. I do, but um, no, I don't cook. <laughs> we just eat things raw. So okay, yeah. All right. So you're going to go with yes, though. So we've got three yeses so far out of six. You're back to fifty percent. Good work. Okay. Okay. Does it take you hour th over three hours to decide what to eat? Um, I usually just end up not deciding, so it has to. Just oh, have it, so. So, so you yeah. can't even decide. So yeah, yes, so, it takes so over three hours. Fun. Yeah. I'll okay. Say, so yeah. four. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're doing better now. Okay. Doing better. All right. <sighs> All right. Are you currently a member of at least three pyramid teams? <laughs> and if you're not, I have some beautiful Avon beauty products oh. to sell you off air, Beverly. You won't even believe it. Wow. I, I don't think so. I'm really frugal. So I try to spend the least amount of money possible. Usually. Okay. You don't own any NFTs? Uh, No. Wait, okay. wait, I think I do have some Bitcoin. Uh-oh, that might be a pyramid scheme. Okay. Okay, but but we'll go with no. So you're back to 50%. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you find simple movie plots hard to follow? <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, maybe? It depends what the simple plot is. I, I am prone to asking quite if I don't if I'm only half paying attention, then I'll ask a lot of questions. Oh, during the movie. So it it depends. Like if the movie isn't that great or something, though, oh, too, man. Then I can, that's usually why I'm only half paying attention. So that's definitely a woman's work right there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll count that as a yes. So you're, you're at five now. OK. Uh, do you frequently describe your emotional state as fine when in fact you're not fine? Probably. Yeah. yeah, I usually keep Oof. stuff to myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oof. Mm -hmm. Six out of ten. Uh oh. Okay. Is your Starbucks drink anything other than black coffee? I don't drink Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. Mm -hmm. Okay, so no. No, it's okay. gross. There you go. Uh, do you have two X chromosomes? This is a. I know you might not be a biologist, but you know. I I can't, I can't say for sure. I'm not a biologist. How would I know? Uh. I'll answer for you. Yes, okay. you do. Thanks. Okay, so You're a biologist. So you have, <laughs> I, I know enough uh, to be able to tell that. So there, there you go. I uh, did so see Memento, Greg the Baritone. I have seen that. Oh, I saw Memento also. I like that movie. 
All right, so you're seven I didn't out of 12. understand so a thing about it, though, but I liked it. Here, here's the tally. So for seven, so zero to two, that's not you. But if you were at zero to two for your answers, there's a small chance you're a dude, bro. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, three to five, uh, we're getting some real feminine vibes here. Ooh, there we okay. go. Okay. Six to eight, that's where you're at. It's starting to look kind of likely that you're probably a woman. So oh. that's where you're at. That's, uh, you yeah. didn't quite make definitely a woman, nine to 11. That's usually where I felt uh, like you most didn't get. Of my if life. you got all twelve, you'd be the the final boss of women. So <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, so do I aspire to be twelve or down at zero to two? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't well, say that being a woman. Which one's a, woman's a, a winner? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's a good thing. Yeah, um, I, I can't yeah. confirm that either. Yeah. Um, so, John, can you tell us uh, what our book club is going to be? Oh, uh, great! I'm so excited for our book club, which is uh, all about Gulag Archipelago. Uh, by Alexander, I can't pronounce that guy's name. Who knows? You? No, try Who it. Knows? Sound it out. It's Souls Henni Souls Henniton. Did I do it? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I I uh, keep saying Souls and then Solz just ending in, in a question mark. But uh, Souls hmm. uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, and this is uh, a literary historical record of a vast system of prisons and labor oh. camps. How exciting stuff that came into being shortly after the Bolsheviks seized power in Russia in 1917 and underwent an enormous expansion during the rule of Stalin, 24 to 53. So this kind of details all of that, arrests, interrogations, convictions, etc. Uh, you know, basically the same type of stuff that's happened in uh, Brandon's America uh, to people who protest the government or, uh, or say, Justin Trudeau's Canada, yeah. but, uh, but in Russia. So, look at this. Yeah. You even looked up what it's about. I had no idea what it's about this whole time. So look at you go. Um, you, didn't, you didn't look up your own book club, what it's about? Huh? So anyway, uh, when's this book, <laughs> this book, gonna, book club happening? This is going to happen at April 24th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's real early. Uh, I've, I've not finished my coffee yet during that period, well, usually. Take it up with the boss man, so that's okay. not my choice. Oh, am I, of, am I now uh, coming on for this book club? Is this a thing that's happening, or am I just you already read this? you read the synopsis? So uh, because you've advertised for it, and you're now obligated oh, to show up for it. That's just how it works here. It's it's 672 pages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do people Ooh, read this much in, in 2022? I don't think so. I can't even. I don't even know how to read. So I'm not sure yeah. how people do it. Um, I try not to ever. As a person who's written sixteen books, I yeah, I would never like to never, never. <laughs> uh, what other things do housekeeping entail? Um, please like, subscribe, and share the channel. We really appreciate it when you give us all of your money. I spent nearly a hundred dollars at Barnes and Noble the other day, so I'm broke and I don't even know how to read these things that I bought. So, what did you buy? Board games? Because that's I, what Barnes and Noble know, they actually sells. I almost I saw yeah. that they had. I was surprised. What was it? Clue. It was like the Office Clue and different things of Clue. That I was like, oh, <laughs> it makes me. Kind of, but I got um. Actually, I have some here. I have the Dungeon Meister, a Drink Master's Guide um and oh wow fancy it's a D, &D mad libs which i don't i haven't looked through it yet so i don't know mad libs i haven't seen like. those in, since <laughs> i was a kid wow got, uh oh some of these it's neat because i got i think he's he's you're not allowed to read him anymore right because he's like bad because he's racist or something or is is that oh um, edgar Allan Poe. i can't I remember don't know no, maybe, right. no maybe i'm thinking of uh uh no i'm thinking of someone else who's i can't remember his name the the 
It'll come back to me later on. But this is like fake hardcover, so it's rubbery and bendy. Do, do you want to get mad about Dungeons and Dragons real quick? Yes. Have you seen this yet? All right, I'm going to get you outraged because this is what oh. conservative media is supposed to be about. Oh, while you do that so, first, I, I need to put it on our intern too. So real quick, I got rid of oh, the last guy because he sucked, but I have a feeling that this new guy will be just as bad. Um, so John, the, he will be known as the intern who shall not be named, and you feel free to berate him as much as you want. This guy looks suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I hired him, but he will not speak. Car- is it Carmen San Diego? That's what I was thinking when I saw yeah, like male Carmen San Diego. <laughs> oh man! So tell me about the D and D thing. The other ones I got were a because I got it because it's purple. I've never read Picture of Dorian Gray, but I got it. Was oh, I've purple. read that book. And then I got not that I read. Uh, I know that they. I think Carter was doing this for his book club to one of those, the Iliad and Odyssey. But it's oh cool that's a fancy edition too it looks cool i almost got the bendable one because it uh but it was like a blue cover but then this one had iliad included so i spent more money so as far as being frugal it did not happen for me the other day i want to believe it's like fox molder and hiding down here (laughs) all right so tell me this dnd thing all right well i've got it up on my screen here it's Mm. from a beautiful website reputable website known as polygon which i'm sure everybody loves whoops why is this not D&D's new starter adventure isn't about saving the world. It's about family, uh, of course. Uh, And so here we go. Anthology of Adventures for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, And of course, it will be the first book written entirely by people of color in its 50-year history. So it's very important not to hire people who were necessarily just good Good at at uh, Dungeons and Dragons or fantasy or knowledgeable about that. What's important is somebody's skin color when they're working on the book. That's what Uh, I've always said, yeah. Exactly. And so this is exactly where D&D is going with everything these days. I don't know if you... There's been a lot over the past few years where they're trying to say that they're changing orcs now, so they're not necessarily all bad because it's racist uh and uh of course they're you know changing pronouns and all that in D D because you know let's not let's not limit people to male and female these days it's important uh they're they're making wheelchair accessible dungeons I saw uh, be- <laughs> you know because uh, if and you now want, it's going to be- why would you choose to be someone who can't <laughs> like you could be anything you want in this fantasy world and you're like yes let me be unable to like it's move a, physically you can do it's it. empowering well do you yeah. know matthew of matthew Coville? colville he does like some stuff he does gming tips and stuff online but i think he talked about he when he did like random rolls to do his stats he got like a three in in um strength so he did make himself like physically he did a wizard so he mm. could just do stuff like he was super smart and strong in that way but he had to have people carry him around because he couldn't move himself like no like that's a fun way to like do it in a creative sense you're not doing it because <laughs> like being woke but like oh yeah the the rolls you know random chance and stuff so like it can be done fun but like no one make who why are these goblins being so nice about like let's make this accessible for everyone so whoever's going to come in well here. it's important you don't want to assume that goblins are bad just because of their race i mean it right. might be good well, i mean who, who's making the dungeon that's doing this though that they're just like who, whoever made the dungeon they're like yeah you know in case people come in here to explore we need to make it accessible for everyone yeah i'm sure i'm sure they followed all the osha rules when uh when constructing that dungeon too it's important so it's unbelievable. I just, these people are so insane. Uh, I They're just ruining everything uh, all the time. Go ahead. 
Oh, is it um, Stee? I don't know how is it supposed to be pronounced. Stee York. Will Peaky Blinder be playing a mute Yorkshire spy today? <laughs> Which I assume is talking about our intern here, who I guess he just doesn't understand dress codes. So, yeah, I put on a collared shirt for you. Like I, I usually scrub oh. it up pretty good. But I thought, you know, I'm going on with Beverly. I better, yeah. I better look sharp. Oh yes, yeah. I need to talk about too. Another housekeeping. So I'm wearing this. Um, someone in our community member, a community, last week asked if I had a piano tied to go with my guitar that's in the background here. Mm. Um, and I did. So I'm wearing it here for G-Man today. Um, if he shows up, and if he does not show up, then I'm never doing anything for him ever again. But That's I fair. do have this piano tie for him. And it does, I think it's supposed to play music, but I, I didn't have batteries to refill for it. So he doesn't get that. So do you actually play the guitar? Because the guitar has been distracting me this entire time. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, that's why it's, I finally got a stand for it. So now she can like display more prominently. Um, I technically, I mean, I play the piano. So like it's pretty much yeah. the same thing. I, uh, it needs an amp and stuff, everything connected to it. But, um, but yes, so technically I do play. I haven't played it in a while, but I can play the that's piano. That's exciting. Yeah, so can I. Oh, then we can uh, jam sometime. Come out here to Pennsylvania. Du dueling pianos. Yeah, I'm trying to cut I'm trying to cut down on Pennsylvania typically, but you know, oh, sorry. that's a shame. I I mean, maybe I'll visit California, but California not. is the best place on earth. We have a, a beautiful spot called Napa Valley, and uh, there's wine, and it's wonderful wine, and. Uh, it's, it's just everything that's right about the world is called the Napa Valley. <laughs> I have heard yeah. good things about that. Um, oh, okay. Uh, other thing, too, I needed to talk about last week before we get too much into you is uh, I had Alex Maselli on as the guest, and she interviewed you a while back, too. So you've met her. And then she's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I really had fun with her. So she won the games and everything. So she won the episode last week of the games that we're playing, and her prize was a uh, – love letter written by me to her that I would send her in mail. And I have Whoa, it here I'm, that I want to show. I'm jealous. Uh, well, we'll see what your prize will be. Okay. But um, I'm going to show it to the audience here. Let's see. Um, and it says, Alex. Oh, that's <laughs> My love for you burns with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns. Love, your secret admirer. Wow. Um, so, and I have the physical copy I can show you. Because I did make this all. I cut it out myself and made it wow. by hand. Um she, sure she's not scared at all. So <laughs> she's supposed to send me her mailing address, which she has not sent yet, but I'm sure she will. And when she does, maybe I'll just take it to her personally because it's only like a 36 hour drive to her state. So I'm sure she'd she appreciate is she it. In, did she say she's in Arizona? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'd rather so be dead in California. I'd rather be dead in California than alive in Arizona. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's too hot for me. Um, but so maybe, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I was thinking like, oh, do I want to give you a prize of a secret love letter or something else? But we can discuss that too and, and figure that out. The love letter thing that reminds me in high school, I my friend and I started this, it was called the CS Fan Club, where we did um, secret love letters to a couple of football guys on, in our class. And they, C and S were their initials. And we would write, uh, one was her neighbor. And the other guy was just like, he was in the alphabet right after me. So he was in a lot of my classes. And we would like, send them the letters like on their leave them on their desks or in their lockers and things and then what we, shads we never told them until senior year during our graduation ceremony that it was us so we just did it for like all four years and just kept doing creepy secret love letters so wait were you, were you doing it to flirt with them or were you doing it because you wanted to mess with them yeah we're just messing with them i okay. don't think like that's we never like super less talked to them then. a lot <laughs> yeah 
no, so, no, like I, yeah, I barely knew them, but the, it was just funny. The intern used to get like real love letters like that. He wasn't he wasn't being messed with. He's just such a dapper guy, you know. I doubt his, that. I mean, that's way yeah. too many compliments. Oh god, no, I disagree. It's the hat. I think it's the hat. You know. I, I do appreciate that I can can't see his face as much because of the sunglasses. So that makes me like him more the less wow. that I see of him. Um, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So I need to do a game here now for you. Um, uh -oh. oh, I guess before we do that, I want to I want to start asking the guests that I have, and this will be easier for you to answer. In what way are you a minority? Uh, I'm the leading Hispanic voice in science fiction, so that, that way. So that's that, that's a pretty easy answer. I, yeah. I'm hoping uh, some some people might find it harder, or like if there are other things about you that make you like, do you enjoy you know <sighs> syrup in your coffee or something? I'd also accept answers like that. No, like, I'm normal. <laughs> you're normal, normal guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, well that must be pretty boring. Interesting yeah. to talk to you. I'm uh... regret this already. I, uh, you know, I just do normal things. How do <laughs> Mr. Normal, I do only normal things. Um, how do you, are you, when you pronounce your last name, you, you just say, you, you say John Della Rose. Like you don't, do you roll the R when you say it? No, I'm cause I, I, I'm from America. So oh. <laughs> like, and I, I speak American, so I, I don't roll my R's. I, I got, can't. I, somebody, somebody was going at me and, uh, cause I, I have a lot of haters and it's all, it's actually fun to deal with them. But uh, somebody was going at me in the comments of some YouTube the other day and uh, started calling me the, you know, you hypocrite, derp, derp, you know, that you get that as a conservative uh, sort of a talk show person regularly, uh -huh. I'm sure. And uh, not that the intern would know anything about that since he doesn't talk, but. Definitely um, over there. You can't hear either. <laughs> started going at me on that. And so, uh, and, and I, I kind of knew the guy and, and so I knew who he was and I said, you know, you've kind of gone crazy over the last couple of years. And he, he came back, his comeback was interesting. He says, I'd rather be crazy than a Hispanic that doesn't speak Spanish. And huh. I'm like, wow, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm fine with not speaking, you know, it'd be nicer if I spoke Spanish a little better, but I definitely don't want to be crazy. Crazy, so yeah. That... Are you like a crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very bizarre. So, uh -huh. get back if, if you're watching this, uh, Phil, because uh, that's who you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Phil. Then uh, get get better comebacks. That's all. <laughs> I, I think he, maybe he just didn't want to be Hispanic. Is was he was he white? He's definitely white. Oh, okay, white. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just his yeah. racism showing, though, too. Like, he doesn't Shoot. care about you. Know, like, That's a good point. Just yeah. hate Hispanics is what he's saying. Um, it's interesting. I, I I get that sort of talking point a lot, uh, and it's you know you're you don't really speak Spanish. You're not real. You know you you you're white-ish. You know, so it's like. Okay, well, you know, that's great. And it's always white people who come at me with that. And it's like, they're oh, trying to validate, I can, I can attack this person because he's not really a minority. And that's the, uh, that's the sort of uh, the validation that these SJWs do. It's kind of crazy. No, yeah, that's what I mean, someone on Facebook, it was like a friend of a friend. And I, I met her like once in real life. And she was trying to tell me like, that I didn't like people of color. Because uh, whatever the conversation topic was about. And I was just like, I am one what are you and she was very very white and i so i don't know like these people like they just one make a lot of assumptions and two like 
I don't know. I think they, they show a lot of their own racism. Yeah. Um, Somebody says that a rose is borrowed from Andalusian Arabic. Uh, so my mom's uh, side of the family actually comes from Malaga, which is uh, on the southern coast of Spain. Definitely heavily, heavily uh, Arabic influenced uh, area in, in that in, in that region. Uh, my dad's side actually comes from northern Spain, from like kind of the Gijon area. So, uh, and they their families never met in Spain or anything like that. My mom's dad came to Cuba and hung out there for a long time, and uh, my my dad's family came directly to Oakland, uh, the the most beautiful and diverse place on earth. Uh, and uh, they just met in high school here. So Aww. it's kind of interesting, sweetheart. Isn't that interesting? They're still Cute. together. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I love that. Um, I do see someone here said, "Where was it that Hispanic means uh, Spanish speaking? Drake tungsten says means Spanish speaking." I didn't know that. Oof. Ooh, I know so, some words of Spanish. I know like yeah, hola, si. you know, yeah. Si. So we got it. We're there because I'm uh, Filipino, and sometimes they're considered Hispanic too. But their language, because they were ruled by Spain. So I think right. some of it kind of like the language even is kind of Spanish, and but I don't speak that language either. So, donde está el baño? See, si. uh, see, si. it's where's the bathroom? Yeah, see, yeah. Si. yeah, my Spanish is much more limited. Um, okay, let's do would you rather? All right, this, oh, uh, I guess beforehand, it. Do, the prize is up in the air. If you want a creepy love letter, I can do that. I might be out of letters to cut out from. You shouldn't repeat yourself. That's kind of, that's kind of lame to repeat. That's what I thought. But then you said you were going to be disappointed. My thought was going to be, if you win today's games, um, then I will serenade you with this melodica. Oh, that seems a little better. I like music. Um, And then if you lose the game, then you're going to have to hear me serenade you with this melodica. Oof. So. That's rough. We'll see what happens. These points, they count. I, uh, I've, uh, I've played on a melodica before. I, really? I never had one myself, but I my had buddy had one. Immediately back in college, uh, my my roommate, uh, yeah, he played a video of a, who was it? A guy in a chicken costume playing What is Love on the melodica out on the, in the street. And I was just like, well, I immediately need to purchase this thing. So nice. it, was, it was the best purchase I've ever made. I think it was like $40 or something, too. So they're cheap if you want to get one on Amazon or wherever. I don't, I don't know that I'd really have a use for it. I do. I Wait, I have a I have a tambourine. I mean, oh, my gosh. We can, yes. we can start our band, you know. <laughs> I can't play. I'm, I can only play this if you win the, or lose the game. Oh, so okay. Okay. So right I'll, I'll, okay, I can work on the tambourine when you do that later. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So let's start with, with this. Would you rather to try and learn a little bit about you? Okay. Um, if you could only. How dirty? How dirty is this going to get? I, it depends on your answers. I think the questions oh are okay, but they're. I mean, we'll see how oh you answer. If you could only watch one movie ever again, it could be on repeat, like however many times you want. Would you rather watch the female cast remake of Ghostbusters or Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? Oh, shit. Um, I think I'd have to kill myself. I mean, I, I don't see an option. So 
And, and you can't even choose not watching anything again. At some point, these movies are going to continue to play for you. Well, so. if you stabbed your, if you stabbed you stab your, your eyes, eyes <laughs> yeah. then you can just hear it. Would you? Yeah. Would you oh, no. To them? You'd have to like close off all Gosh. of your orifices. Oh, this is getting weird. Um, <laughs> I guess the Star Wars one isn't as bad as the, the really? female Ghostbusters. Yeah, because female Ghostbusters has one thing that's worse than Star Wars. Uh, in that it's women trying to be funny mm. and women mm. can't be funny. So that is literally the worst possible experience in life. That's a fair statement. That's how I always felt when I was doing comedy in Chicago too. <laughs> okay. See, so yeah, it was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But you have a good point. Like in Chicago, it got really annoying to have to sit because I did improv and stuff and they would always go up on stage. Like again, like with D and D you're doing improv, you play pretend you can literally be anything that you want and they would go on stage and just talk about how like i'm a woman and i'm so powerful and awesome and vagina yeah and i was like i you don't have you can just play a pancake and do something like you could be any inanimate object and it was just every time so it just got really annoying like i usually in the the great lakes area uh i had a friend uh back in the day who did a bunch of improv stand-up comedy uh, in clubs over in that area too. His name's Patrick Tomlinson. Have you met him by chance? Patrick Tomlinson. No, I didn't do as much. If he did more stand up, I didn't do. I only took like one okay. class. So, this, is there more to this, or you're just asking if I didn't? Not all comedians no. know each other, so that seems. I'm kind just. Of uh, I'm just signaling to, to people in the chat. There's nothing to that other than that. So. <laughs> it's an inside joke, and you don't get it, and it's great. No, I. So. I don't know. I don't get okay. it. It's fine. Um, I'll tell you later. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If it's uh, comedy related, I can't be funny, right? So uh, he's no. not funny, but no, he's I'm also he's also I don't get your inside joke because I'm oh that's I'm true a girl that's I was yes yeah, call oh yeah call back to your joke from Ernest it's, it's pa- Patrick's kind of womanly too so really <laughs> yeah did he take that uh, Babylon B quiz to find out how far I I would like him to do that because I I think he might be a twelve out of twelve. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have found guys who are more womanly, womanly than me. I had three guy roommates in college, and I think I was the manliest of all of them, actually. So, how did that happen? That sounds like a degenerate situation again. <laughs> no, I mean, they weren't like obnoxious, like in a girly way, though, but it's just kind of more on the effeminate side of things a bit. So, <laughs> and I'm just not that girly. So, yeah, I. I don't know. It was it was nice to. That's why. Like I don't like girls that much. So then it was easier to room with them. Mm-hmm. That's so fair. We're, we're in the same boat. We both hate women. So it's amazing. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So I'll say you get you get question one right. You get a point for that. Wait. How, there's right and wrong. And how can how can I have a right or wrong answer on my preferences? Yep. Mm, good question. Okay. But save your questions for later. For, okay. for the end. <laughs> question two. Would you rather? Never read a comic book again or never play a tabletop game again. And that will include like any board game, RPG, etc. Uh, I'd never play a tabletop game again because it's, it's really easy to read comic oh. books like in, in free time. Uh, and tabletop games often take like 60 minutes to two hours. And, and if you it's need an RPG, friends. Yeah. And I don't have friends. So, Me neither. You know, yeah. I saw the picture. Was that the, the intern that? loading that up? Yeah. yeah. I'm doing okay. nothing. My hands are off. This intern just keeps honking things and putting up other videos. Like, I, 
I never know what's going to happen. That was brilliant timing. Brilliant. <laughs> this intern's the worst. Okay, so you'd never, uh, you'd never play a game again. That's just so many. I don't know. I think because I don't read enough things. I, if I had to choose that I couldn't play D&D again, I think I'd be too sad for that. So, I'd Well, you'll definitely be reading for the book club, uh, Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solhenitsyn. <laughs> Uh, by nice April twenty fourth at nine a.m. Uh, Pacific time. The six hundred sure. was it six hundred ninety seven pages, seventy nine pages or something. Uh, Seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Got plenty of time. Got a month away, but nice plug. All right, see. That's what I'm here for. Um. Okay. Never read a comic book again. All right. I'll give you a point for that one too. Wow. So you got okay. two for two. Generous. Number three. Would you this rather? This is the woman list, right? So I'm not going. I'm not tallying up points for being a woman. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, you'll find out. Okay. This, yeah, they'll say, like, do you have a penis or not? Number three, would you rather... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, okay. fire this guy now, too. Would you rather be the hero of a comic book or the hero of a novel? I don't know if that actually makes a difference to you, but I, uh, you use your imagination as much as you think of, like, what these differences are. I'd go with novel because uh, comics are only read by dorks. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd want to be the hero for the reader, like for more normal or like a, a wider a more audience? Or... A more literary uh, group, yes. Oh, okay. Like okay, the people that's... who read for your book club that's going to be on, you know, April 24th April at 9 a.m. Pacific. April 24th at 9 a.m. Pacific, yeah, for Gulag Archipelago mm -hmm. by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I like how pretentious that answer is that you want readers who yeah. are gonna, yeah, like I'm an elitist, I yeah. really am. Yeah, people who are, yeah, they're better readers. Readers, okay, three for three. Wow, you won that game. Congratulations, you're on the that was board. It? There's just three questions, there's just three questions. It's just a it's it's easy. Just, it's just, uh, come on, John. Okay, this is a new show, we're working on it, we're trying to figure this out, and you don't even have to, oh. I gave you 12 questions and I didn't even prepare. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even make them up. I had to sit and think about what's John interested in? What's something that he might want to, might be difficult decisions for him? Let me do I'm interested some in shoes. <laughs> oh, I should have asked you. Okay. Would you yeah. rather have to only wear high heel, like stiletto shoes forever or uh, go barefoot on glass forever? Ooh. Well, I wouldn't want to go barefoot on glass. I'd go with the stilettos, but I, I don't own any stilettos. Yeah, And they are also very painful to walk in, too. So oh. eventually, you probably will bleed. It's worse than glass? Well, I, I know. Just sometimes I, it, it, <laughs> I think I have, I've had like five-inch boots and stuff before, too. And like it's painful to have to like try and walk in those. I don't wear boots anymore. And I'm tall enough that I don't even need heels. But I just liked boots. If you were modeling stilettos right now, we'd have like 10 times the viewers. <laughs> I probably still have them in the garage somewhere. So maybe sometime. There you go. Um, okay. Hit that like and subscribe button. Everybody. Yeah. And then maybe, actually, I was thinking too, like if it did like super chats uh, of just dares that are like, you know, f can be done physically in this room and rated PG or less, it'd be fun to like, okay, send oh them boy. my way. I'll, I'll eat cinnamon you're gonna get, or something. <laughs> you're going to get some weirdos. I said PG or less though. I know, so. but it, you, it'll be PG to you. Yeah, but it won't or, be, or be. Yeah, or you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I have the right to refuse as well, so we'll just throw that up there. Your money will not be returned, but 
I will. What you got to do is be like, I'll do it if like 10 people send a $5 super chat. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how you gotta, that's how you gotta roll. <laughs> um, okay. So I have heard a little bit about you, but I'd like to delve more into your background as far as like getting into writing and just like that you are a very controversial human being on the, uh, I'm really not. I, well, that's what they, how people believe you to be. You've been banned on different things, like Indiegogo. Is that right? Indiegogo. I got banned from Indiegogo two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 So I just, I'm curious. And and just as far as writing goes, like how you, yeah, your whole, your whole story, like what, what's your story? What's your story? What's my story? Well, um, I mostly got into writing through like RPG games. So I was big into like, yeah. So uh, what I what I ended up doing is like, you know, I'd, I'd play a little bit here and there, but it was always hard to get a group consistently on in person. And so I started finding like online chats that were, were doing it. And I started playing uh, which in World of Darkness, which, you know, I disavow World of Darkness for anybody who watches this it's degenerate. Oh. But uh, so I was in that. And then, uh, you know, Vampire and and, uh, and games like that. I don't know. Okay. If, I, I know, know of them. I haven't played them, but, but yeah. And then I got into my favorite, which is Legend of the Five Rings, which is a magical samurai fantasy one. So everybody's a magical samurai. What? And uh, yeah. Oh, and it's so cool. Uh, by the way, if you, want, if you want to play Legend of the Five Rings and we can get like four people to do it regularly, I will GM it. I will do it oh, anytime. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm very happy to do that. Uh, it's great. And there's that whole, they, they had source books, this whole world, uh, which they just were so in depth. And I, I was really inspired by that. And eventually I'm going to write a magical samurai fantasy series. Uh, I just haven't gotten to it yet, but, uh, that's going to just not be it. It's going to be not L5R. Uh, and I, if D and D bought that game at one point and they actually, uh, changed the name of it. You can't use this word anymore, but you know, back in the day before wokeism, they called it Oriental Adventures. So, G Man's yes. here in chat, so I'm trying oh, to show him. Is. He says, "Yes, G Man, you weren't here earlier when I advertised it out, but I am wearing the keyboard tie just for you. So, thank you for showing up finally." Wow, just for you. You better send a super chat. So, that's um, how you do things. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. So. uh that's so I was playing those and those were kind of online chat based. And then I would get frustrated when other people would GM. Uh, there it is. It's also a card game. True. Uh, so there's there's both both to it. Way to go. Um, and turn you grab the card game. Not yeah, you the grab the card game and not the RPG fired strike too. So uh, I really liked that game a lot. And I got I got frustrated with the GMs because like I noticed their stories just kind of didn't go anywhere a lot of the time or, you know, just were mm-hmm. basic setups to just do a fight scene sometimes and I, I got bored with that especially since it was like a text-based writing version thing uh yeah it's ba- the the title's a play off of that five rings book uh for breaking uh, okay so uh yeah it is uh they, they just referenced a ton of japanese culture anime there's the rpg there we go beautiful the art's amazing on it too, i do really love this art yeah yeah Wow. So uh, I got into that, and I, so so I started GMing the site. And gosh, we had 40, 50 players. It was a big game, and so it was a lot of work. And I was doing that, and I would just make players. up. Yeah, and then then I got to do their official one, which they did on a text based message. It was a message board, not a chat. Mm-hmm. And that their official game, they actually took it, and then the results of what happened in that, they would actually incorporate into the RPG 
manuals. So it was pretty cool. It, was, it engaged the player base and you could actually kind of uh. help things along on that level. So I got to play in that and um, I got to GM in that and there were 200 plus players in that. It was the most insane experience of my entire life. But it was all, uh, so I, it was message board. So it was just, you know, like, yes. That's how, so, okay. It's not as crazy when you can post. Because you can kind of, talking you can kind of throttle it a little bit as yeah. a GM, right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's how I got into, so like, that was my that. experience RPG. Uh, when yeah. I was 13, I got into a text RPG online called Demon Tears. And oh, uh, boy. My, my, my real life friends, like, we were on, on there. I don't even know who ran it, but like, so we joined in for that. And I got banned. I don't remember what happened, but what I did wrong. You're but, the um, controversial banned. one. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, something happened. so then I was like, well, I'm just going to start my own then. And so then I started my own website that of text RPG stuff. And I used that, the name of that. Um, for my D and D world now too. So, cool. Um, yeah, and eventually, like, so I was doing that, and I realized I was spending a lot of hours doing that, and I yeah. realized, oh wait, I could just write a story by myself and not have to deal with players screwing up my story or slowing it down, and I'd just have a story. So then I decided to write a novel, and I just did that, and uh, and then like I came out with that, or no, I didn't just come out with that. So I wrote that novel. I actually wrote a couple supplements for different RPGs. I was working in oh, board cool. games like doing flavor background stuff for card games. So like there's a lot of customizable card games where it's like there's actual characters and things like that within the card games. And I'd write rule book story inserts for the, for that. And it'd be a lot of fun. Um, so I was doing that and I, I got to then, even though I had two novels under my belt written but not published. And I got uh, hired by a company called uh, White Wizard Games to do Star Realms. And Star Realms is a card game slash app and they had me do the novelization of their game. So I got to write a novel based on their game world. That's and I so came out awesome. with that. It was a super success. And at that point, I realized, like, oh, I, I do this RPG stuff where I write stories for people all day long for free. Um, I should just keep doing this because I get money for doing it. Right. And this is strictly <laughs> better. <laughs> and at that, so during that, and, and actually over the, this is over a course of a couple of a span, span of a few years. And so I was doing that. Um, and I was making a comic in the background too. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I was doing is comic art's very expensive. If you guys don't realize it, it just is. And so I was, I was hiring an artist to do my story. And what I would do is I'd buy, I'd get one page a week from him done. So he's working for image comics and doing things like that. Uh, and he'd be able to have his regular job. And then on the side, he'd do a page for me, uh, one page every week. So by the time like two or three years rolled around, I had like six issues worth of comics done. And I, j I wasn't selling them. I just had them. And uh, so as my novel came out, and then, I, then after my novel came out, I got canceled because of Trump. Uh, and then, of course, that company never talked to me again. Yeah, and that happened. And then I just um. came out with my own series. And that actually did better because, you know, now I've conservative readers who are excited and you know looking for somebody to be a different yeah. entertainment culture than the the woke is and mm -hmm. uh it's it's crazy out there these days by the way you can't you can't even go buy a book on the shelf that's like a new book like out of a publisher that's not like pure lgbt craziness um yeah. and it's crazy um my wife was reading a book uh by sarah moss who's like a big ya writer and like the first ones were like kind of standard, like it had a strong female lead, of course, right? Uh, who's beating up everybody because she's she's a female and she's strong. But like her new series is like even further and she's like uh, 
what can I? What, does this have to stay PG? How far do I go? How far? Oh like, no, no, no. I, you, can, you can describe. Okay. Yeah, that was just for the super I'll describe, chats, as far as what I was. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe the book. This is not my words it's or anything be like that. Triple X now, huh? But my my wife was showing me like this is like a YA book, and it, it's it's like she grabbed his cock and started stroking, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like they're wow. selling this to kids, like this is nuts. Um, and so there's all sorts of grossness and it's, it's, that's all you can get from mainstream publishing. So I make stuff that's pretty much PG, uh-huh. um, you know, PG 13, maybe PG 13 because there's a lot of violence. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but like, it's just like, I keep all that out of it. Cause it's just like, it doesn't need to be there. Um, and, uh, somebody needs to be pushing back and doing something different. So I've really committed towards doing that, uh, over the course of my writing career while I've been doing that. Um, and then 2017 came along. And I wrote an article on my blog because what happened is I found out that every person who worked for Marvel Comics, every single one of their writers, all of them were writing anti-Trump statements. Every of single one. there was yeah, not there surprised. wasn't even there wasn't even one who was like, "I'm not political. I'm just talking about comics on Twitter." Like not one. They all were just like Trump is a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Trump is evil. You know, over and over. And I found every single one did that. Uh, and so I wrote an article on that on my blog. It blew up. Uh, I got mocked by the mainstream comic uh, sort of media. And so Bleeding Cool, which is like a gossip website, started like made an article about me because uh, I, I made a quip at the end saying, hey, Marvel, if you need some diverse representation, hire me because, you know, uh, and uh, it, just as a joke. And he, he made the title How Not to Get Hired at Marvel Comics. Well, this sent a bunch of like left wing crazy trolls you know, people are sending packages to my house, like sending me death threats, things like Jeez. that. And I'm just, I'm a person who wrote a blog and has one book out. I'm like blindsided. Wow. And you still and, want uh, to, me to send you a creepy love letter even after all that? Okay. Well, you're different, you know. Oh, okay. Um, well, we'll see. Maybe. But uh, it's uh, the, uh, where, where where was it going? Oh, so, but a lot of people read my blog at that point. I mean, I, I've got like 50,000 views on my blog that week. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Because uh, I was used wow. to getting like 30. 30 to 50,000. Um, and at that point, like the Federalists contacted me and they said, Hey, can you write mm-hmm. this up a little more like, you know, professionally? Cause I don't edit my blog or anything like that. Uh, and I said, sure. So, uh, they said, we'll pay you. And I said, that's great. I like being paid for writing. So I wrote a very nice article. Um, I, I, I took a couple days to do it cause I was super nervous and I, I just like, I really laid it out and it was called how political correctness how forcing political correctness on employees is killing Marvel comics and actually went over sales numbers. It was all fact-based and Marvel was just in the tanks sales wise because of what was going on. Um, and I talked to retailers and they were like, yeah, Marvel's like cut in half by their sales because they've replaced everybody with fake minority versions of their characters. And at that point that kind of took off and that, and with that, um, it spiraled into my kind of doing journalism about, the comic industry and just how crazy these people are. And uh, another incident happened uh, a few months later where there's this guy, Richard C. Meyer, who went by diversity in comics and he was blowing up on YouTube, just mocking comic books because they were just so bad. And, uh, Hey, there's my federalist stuff. Yeah. Um, and there, uh, so I, I broke a story because I found out there was a secret group of professionals on Facebook and they were conspiring in that Facebook group to get him to go to New York Comic Con. And they said they were going to like goad him into getting angry uh, to try to get him so mad that he'd throw a punch at one of them 
That way they can call him violent and get him banned from the convention. And these are prof- these are professional comic writers doing this. I'm like, this is crazy. So then they were good um, at writing story, like getting. They were good like, at okay, writing stories. Okay, let's prepare yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I broke that, and I showed I showed the screenshots of that, and I used the hashtag Comicsgate uh, because mm-hmm. of that, and that took off. That got all over the mainstream media. PJ Media picked it up and wrote an article about it, and it blew up big. Uh, I wrote another article about Richard Meyer and Ethan Van Skyver and the work they were doing mm-hmm. uh, for the Federalist at that point. And just blew this up to the mainstream. And then Comicsgate took off as a hashtag and became like the group that like was rebelling against the mainstream industry. Right. So yeah. really cool. Yeah. And so that at that point, that's when I launched my comic book. Cause I already had these like ready to go. And uh, my comic career kind of started then. And so novels were going, comics were going. And I come out with like usually three, four novels a year and about three or four graphic wow. novels a year. Also, I just like, I try to be like a pulp artist who just like works. Uh, and I'm trying to just outwork everybody else as my brand, I guess. That's it's the, awesome. That's it's a good thing to work. What do you prefer? Yeah. Do you like the novels or the comics more when you're creating? I like the comics more because comics are faster to get done writing wise. Oh, okay. So, I'm excited about a story. I've got a, a superhero with a keytar who like shoots out magical sound waves, you know, like, uh, you know, I come up with that and I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, and she's a hot Filipino chick and, uh, you know, look, they write the, shooting rainbows and, uh, and, uh, at, at the evil, like glasses wearing, uh, you know, uh, pasty dude Car- with a weird hat. Um, and, you know, San Diego, Carmo San Diego. I like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then you have a so you have a story that fast and you're like wow this I'm excited about this, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll thought you naked says not trying to be a jerk but is Beverly high? No, I've never been high actually. This is just me. High on Jesus. <laughs> so you come up with a story that fast, and as as somebody who comes up with a lot of stories like I do. Uh, I want to get it out and done, but a novel takes me like 90 days ish to get done, maybe 120 days sometimes. Uh, oh, so wow. that's a lot of time. And by the time I get, you know, 75% through it, I'm really not excited about that story. And I'm thinking about the next story. When I write a comic, it takes me, I'd say like for a graphic novel, like two to three weeks to write. So I'm still like way excited about it. I get it off to the artist. I'm on to the next story. So just from a speed perspective, that's why I like doing comics better. But novels allow you to really get into a character better because mm-hmm. you get to really, really dive into that character. And so, you know, it's, it's better. They, they have their benefits and drawbacks is what it comes down to. I'm just I'm really impressed by like just how much like that's I don't know. You're so prolific with that. I, I think that's really cool. And I, I have like stories that I've never like done anything with. But I, what I think was fun. And I never know, like, oh, what medium should this be? And like, I'd be cool to make this a comic, or it'd be, maybe it's novel. But I do think it's fun to like picture, like, get into the character's mindset, because then I'll just like picture, like, oh, what would they do? But then jump around, like, what's this character thinking, and just trying to like figure out. But then that's why I never like end up finishing anything because I get too stuck in just like the world, yeah. like, world building. You just have is- you just have to finish it and just get out. It's it's like it's just a discipline thing, really. But because like, because I've I've been in both worlds, my next experiment, I like to experiment with stuff. And so my next experiment for my, I'm going to do, I've got a graphic novel done, uh, which is a new science fiction graphic novel, which will be, I'll be releasing in about a month on Kickstarter. Yeah, I was gonna say Indiegogo, but no, it won't be Indiegogo. Uh, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) um, it'll be on Kickstarter because I'm banned from Indiegogo. 
But um, uh -huh. the uh, I'm gonna write a novel with it of that character, which is gonna be a different story with that character. Like, and I've never done this before, written a novel and comic in the same universe. Uh, and I'm gonna try to release them together. I, so I love that too, especially that'll be fun. The multi, uh, like multi-platform story things. Yeah, because I, I like, there's the anime that's called. Oh, I mentioned this yesterday because it was someone used a meme on your stream or like in Twitter. For, it was from Don So it's an anime mm. based off of a video game. But then they do they did like a sequel anime. Um, where you have to play the, another sequel game in between to know what the storyline is, and then and then the anime itself it has like the, has two cons uh, simultaneous seasons, so you have to watch like one the the future arc episode and then go back and watch the hope arc. So you're like going back and forth. So I just kind of like the interactiveness and the and cross platform things too. Yeah, um, that's going to so be really the goal. Like and so yeah, the novel will take place after the comic uh, because I already wrote the comic. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do that and we'll see if it works. I mean, I, I've never done anything like this before. I don't know if the readers will cross over. I mean, it's it's kind of scary, but I also I also think it's a lot of fun to do that kind of cross-platform yeah. thing too. Oh, I'm very excited for that then. That sounds yeah. awesome. Um, real quick in the chat, G-Man suggests that your character needs to have a talking goose sidekick. I think the one with the, the keytar. That's which a brilliant I, idea. I agree yeah. with. I have a, we're, do, we're doing a D&D &D game right now too, where or it's like really, uh, or just kind of using the D and D world, but like you could create anything. Like one player is just a, fl a flying brick, and so it's like we create anything that you want from it. And I did make a character who has like a a goose spirit as a sidekick, and so it like grows big, and, and I fight with it too, though. So I mean, the intern really so, does. Like I can I can screen cap this right now and have my artist have, just like yeah, render this as a really I mean that jacket, the hat, the sunglasses. It's it's the perfect mm -hmm. the little the little like smug smirk. It's definitely like villain God, status so for real. Smuggy, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll fight you naked. Uh, he also asks if I always have sleepy, droopy puppy dog eyes. Yes, I'm Asian, so I have like eyes that are more slanty. And that's racist. <laughs> so they they always look sleepy because they're they're beady, small. I've got dark brown eyes too that I just call shark eyes because um, they're almost black. So yes, I'll fight you naked. Um, okay. Let's do another game real quick. Let me oh see boy. which one do I have. It's not going to be. Oh, this is the one that you said that you didn't want. Oh, what'd you call it yesterday for Cards Against Humanity? Um, Degenerate. But, but, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm going for here. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to so give you. You kind of have to have a group to do Cards Against Humanity, though. I in mean, theory. Kinda... So this is just going to give you multiple choice. I'm going to give okay. you what's already been chosen. So you're just going to choose what you feel is the best answer. And if you're right, you get points for it. I mean, if you're wrong, you immediately have to leave the stream. Okay. That's how. Oh boy. It's just how we roll. Okay. So your uh, black card is um, instead of coal, Santa now gives the bad children blank. A. Chainsaws for hands. Hmm. B. A lifetime of sadness. C. Heartwarming orphans, hmm. or D, Harry Potter erotica. You know, he shouldn't be giving that to children because I don't like pedos. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with a lifetime of sadness, which he can easily do by just signing them up for an account on Twitter.com. 
Oh, is that good for them to be on there though too? Uh, and, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what's going to give. If they're already bad, then that's fair. A they're light bad. Kind of sadness. I. You know what? I was debating between that and heartwarming orphans. So I'm going to give you these points. Okay, I get points. Yeah, I don't know how many. Five? We'll say five. Did I give you three last time? I think I it was think three. Three, yeah. three for each world. You did have a bonus, would you rather, that I had to ask too. So, uh, What's the bonus? I forget. Oh, it was the heels thing. So so that was a bonus, oh, was a bonus. question on whether you okay. would choose. So I'll give you four points for that. You'll get five. You got, you're up to nine now. So you are indeed winning this game. So keep track. What's the uh, what's what's like a good metric for how many points I should have? I don't know a million. A million. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. Uh, nine hundred ninety-one points away. Then okay, cool. One. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a long stream um, to get you that far. <laughs> I've got. Uh, I, I've, gonna... I'm playing tennis in two hours. Everybody. Or, oh. I'm playing tennis in one hour. Can you? Yeah play tennis while on a stream i guess i can bring my phone and record okay. it if you All want right. uh, maybe i'll maybe i'll start inflating these points then too so <laughs> with inflation then it'll start going up to like thousands of points um so, okay so to get back on i wanted to ask you more on the what was it star realm game yeah uh how what's the gameplay on that? Cause I do like stars. So I wanted to know, is it like being out in, uh, is it space it's, related? It's not all that. Yeah, it is. It's like you have, you have a deck of cards and you have ships and some of them give you money to buy better ships to put in your deck. And then some of them do damage. So what you do is you buy ships, you play them, uh, you shuffle them back into your deck, you play the next group. So it's like, it's really about building that deck and getting the best cards uh. while your opponent's doing the same thing. And then whoever does 50 damage first wins. Do so you play it, other card games? How involved are you in different card games? Lots, yeah. Really? I love Have you heard games. of uh, Shipwreck Arcana? Yes. I really? I've played it, though. Yes, oh. I've heard of it, though. Ooh, yeah. is this it? The That's it right there. Blonde so I basically wheel. just, like... I mean, for the novel, they, they really don't have characters or anything like that. So I just took the ships, and they have bases, too. Um, and then I just tried to set them in those locations or use those ships in the ship battles and things like that. So I, it was just referencing as many cards as mm, possible. Yeah. While trying oh. to trying to make a coherent story. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Shipwreck yeah. Arcana is, is really fun if you have, I mean, it's a logic game. So you have to, what's confusing is you have to, like, just even understanding like what the card is saying because it has to word it, like, really, really specifically. So then you're trying to think, like, all right, are you trying to do greater than, like, f between five and six or, or less than? So it's, mm -hmm. uh, we met, I think it was at Gen Con, maybe is where we got it. Um, and, we, like, the creators oh, cool. I've been to Gen were Con. there. Yeah, well, we were going to go, and then with COVID and everything, then we stopped going, and then they were, like, woke about stuff, too, so we just There's, decided, Yeah, like, that's, that's why I opted not to go this year, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't gone in the last couple of years, but beforehand, it used to be fun. I love the sales floor. <laughs> that's the time when I'm, like, I'm saving up all my money, and I'm gonna buy all the dice ever there, and I... I think last time I went to Gen Con, I dropped, like, probably two grand plus on games and stuff. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, no, yeah. That's what, when we go, like I have to save up a lot because it's just like, this is how much <laughs> I'm going to end up buying. Yeah. I got like unicorn horn dice, um, which are super cool. And they just like spin around on the on the table because they're just actually horn shaped. And yes. um, yeah, like uh, it's just really creative there with all the different stuff that they've got. But um, <laughs> I just see this yes, G-Man. 
Um, yeah, Jimin and I, he's, he tried it and it didn't work. I don't know if this intern is going to put it on screen, so I will. Uh, work it. Intern, Jimin, geez. This sounds Slow. like a way better game than Wordle. <laughs> and he's saying that because he tried it and hated it or couldn't get, uh, didn't understand because he just thought it was a guessing game, which... Wordle is stupid. Like I, I have very, I have very snobby taste in games. Like I have snobby taste in everything else. You seem like so, a pretentious. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm an, I'm a, I'm an author after all. Yeah, so. that's fair. Uh, yes. I liked it. Yeah. I got into it for a week because it was just fun to try and do it like as, uh, as fast as I could. Because I'm like, I don't even care how many tries. I was just trying to like, I have my set words and trying to see like I could get it in like three seconds or something. So that was fun. But um, then I got the Nintendo online and I started playing like Super Mario World again. And so I was, I gave up on World. Oh, Super Mario was, World. <laughs> yeah. The classics. Oh, yeah. Only the classics. Doctor, Doctor Mario and everything. So, and then, and then I stopped playing video games for years and, and just don't, I only work on D and D is really kind of what happens. UGM, uh, different stuff too. I'm not, not recently, but I'm, I'm happy oh, to. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Cause you said that, yeah, if you're going to try out the, which game was it that you wanted to GM? L5R always, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That'd be fun. And and you like you said you like to do it online, too, so we could just play virtually. Yeah, we'll set it up. We'll have to yeah. get some people. So. I think that would be a lot of fun. Because um, I'm always interested in trying out different games. I don't know if you've heard of, like, Savage Worlds. I'm playing Oh, that. I played Savage. Yeah, so really? I worked for Savage Worlds for a bit. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah, so I so the other one I'd like to do is uh, Deadlands, because uh, I like mm, the I Western setting. Okay. I've so not, that's, I, that's... that's under their system. Yeah. We have a Western shard. I don't know. I'm not sure how Savage World. I've only played under one GM, and we're playing tonight, actually. But he has, like, different shards of, like, here's the Western world, here's the sci-fi world. So we get to, like, travel around to, like, different oh, that's genres. Cool. Yeah, he's probably things. using all their different um, universes. Yeah. Dead, Deadlands is their Western one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we, we went in there for a while. But, like, it's a, it's a goofy thing. Like, all, I guess, any games that I'm in and stuff, too, like, it always ends up being there, like, And uh, for Savage stuff. Worlds... Um, I, I know the uh, the proprietor and the guy who designed it and who owns the company. Mm -hmm. um, he's, really? I, I just want to let everybody know, and this is going to be code for everybody. He's apolitical. And if you know what apolitical oh. means in 2022, uh, uh, that's a good thing. It, it's, a, it's a good person to support. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Because if you're not taking so. a stance, because the silence is violence thing, so then you yes. know that he's a wrong thinker. Yes. Um, that's good to know. I had no idea. <laughs> That makes me appreciate the game even more then. Yes. Um, yeah. I Have you heard of other games? What's the other ones that I've played? Uh, City of Mist? Uh, not played City of Mist, but I, I know of it, yes. Okay, so. yeah, that one was a fun mm -hmm. one too. I played that for a while, a couple of years ago. Um, and just like the, the different character creations that you could do where it's just you have the, the like the, um, the avatar, what is it called? Yeah, the avatars where you pick up like the queen of hearts that was one of our bad guys actually so then you just have like the powers and stuff too and um someone played peter pan so you just kind of took like this uh the aspects of the character you're not them but you're just like this spirit of it um what's this oh yeah there it is, there it is. nice yeah. intern I took a, a, what was it the pre-gen character of some oh she was like an android or like she was undead android and I didn't, or undead cyborg or something. So I did that and I made, and I ended up spinning it off on my own, like, cause she was like an assassin by day and then this undead android at night. 
And super uh, cool. And I just made her like really always because you can't tell the people who are asleep, they're not awakened. You don't know like the powers that they have, like the other people have. So I just had her say like she always smelled vaguely bad and no one understood like why is this smell because she was like rotting on the inside because she was just a zombie. So like her her organs and stuff are always melting and everything, but then they're like, oh something smells kind of bad here. <laughs> um but uh so what other RPGs have you been involved in or at least played have you worked on anything uh, else i've worked on um one it's gosh i forget the name of it at this point it's been so long it's uh, it was called like uh i think it was called tiny tiny galaxies or something like that and it was meant to i forget what it was it's called uh, it was something like that and it was it's about like he made this whole system that was meant to you can make a character in like two minutes and it's really easy to play so you can just make your stories or whatever Ooh, and so yeah. yeah and so he did that and it's cute i mean it's a it's a nice on the go one if you're just interested in doing your stories and you don't really care about like having a like nice you know character sheet that you min max and all that right and this is, it's not a bad way to go um but uh it, basically he had people write settings for that and i, I wrote a setting for that uh for him so I don't even remember what the setting was. Uh, gosh, it's amazing. I've written so much. It's like I, I stopped remembering what I actually did. It's kind of wow. crazy. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, I worked for that. Um, I played Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I think everybody's probably played mm -hmm. that a little at one point or another. Uh, that you know, that's not really my vibe. I don't like horror stuff as much. Really? Oh, I so, love. I, have, yeah. I don't think I've played. I've played Pandemic Cthulhu, which I really love. But like, <laughs> I do like horror stuff. Um, but I don't think I've actually played Call of Cthulhu. Um, it's an interesting RPG. You'd probably like it. Um, yeah. But uh, the system's really good. I played uh, I played uh, two different versions of Star Wars. There, there's a new one from Fantasy Flight, which is kind of an interesting system. I thought it was fun for a while, and uh, but it, I kind of gave up on it because it was a little too... I don't know. How, I don't even know how to put it. It was too... It just didn't work out. Uh, but I really liked the one before that, which was, I think it might have been Wizards of the Coast. It might maybe somebody else, but it was a D20 version of Star Wars. And I ran I ran multiple games of that one. And all those books are severely out of print and hundreds of dollars at this point, so don't even bother. Um, but that's <laughs> how it goes. Yeesh. And But of course, it's great, and it's out of print, and you can't find it uh, because that's how things work. And I played uh, the most recent Star Trek game. It's It's called Star Trek Adventures. And okay. again, that's a weird one where it's like they made the system so that you can't really progress your characters. Like you can trade out stats if you want to focus on something, but oh, you don't get more. You have a you limit. Just, oh, yeah. It's not as fun. It's not as fun. Powerful. Oh, yeah. So it kind of like. As much as I wanted to do a Star Trek, I bought it because it had cool miniatures to it. Yeah. Like, so I could paint. I like painting miniatures a little bit too. So I painted, you know, mm. I painted Captain Picard and Captain Kirk and all that. It was cool. Nice. Uh, but uh, that didn't work out very well either. But I think that's the extent. I mean, I played D and D, Pathfinder. I mean, that, and I, but I think that's the extent. I mean, that's a lot of games, I guess. Yeah. No, that's yeah. yeah. So I've only played like a couple different ones. So when you throw out all these different things, I'm like, oh, I've mainly just play D and D. Well, like I said yesterday too, that I I've been DMing for over three years now in the same campaign, and that's what I I really appreciate. Like you said, it's hard to get like adults, like a group of people to like Freaking meet up adults. and stuff. Yeah, because like, adulting always gets in the way. But I love the group that I have. And yeah, they're. I mean, we stay out 
of politics because they're not not going to be like the wrong thinker types, but they're really great as far as playing the games together. I half of them I knew from improv, and then the other half I met on Reddit when I needed more people to join the game. Um, Reddit, I'm yeah. So know. I know, like I asked because oh, I was no. like, oh, I need to find thoughts on LCGs. Uh, I love LCGs. So, uh, so this is a variant on collectible card games like Magic: The Gathering. What uh, does L you, stands for? L stands for living card game. Oh, so okay. magic magic is like you open packs to get the random cards you hope you want to get. And it's a big money pit to where like you're spending hundreds of dollars trying to get the cards for your deck that you want mm -hmm. in order to be competitive with it. LCGs took that format and they said, okay, so we're going to put out a pack of like 40 or 50 cards, but you get all the cards. So you know exactly what you're getting. And so you, you just construct from the pool that's there and you'll have it like there's no guesswork so you can just buy the pack you buy the packs you want and there's no collectability to it because they're they're not like there's not rare cards and things like that so you don't end up spending as much money um so the, what i worked for on deadlands was actually the doomtown version it was they didn't call it an, they called it an ecg instead of lcg because that's a copyrighted term but it's the same thing uh so i did doomtown which is a deadlands card game um, and I, I did all the lore and flavor for that. So I, I was very involved in that. Uh, Doomtown's probably the best game ever. Like Really? Made. It's very, very elegant. Doomtown? It is super hard to learn. It is not easy. So uh, there is that problem with it. Doomtown. But it's very complicated. But uh, what they did is because it's a Western game. Oh, what okay. they did. What they did for the so you have your cards and like magic is like you have your creature cards you put out then they attack and then other creature cards defend they have stats like mm -hmm. like any other thing you know the higher stats win doomtown for its combat you play your you play your people and then all of your cards also have like their poker deck things cards so you have like an ace of of hearts or whatever and uh when you're when you get into combat you draw cards and the different stats on your people influence the cards you draw so it's like you draw a base hand of five but say you have like three bullets on your guy now you could draw eight cards and then take the best five so that's what you do with doomtown and then you whoever has the best poker hand wins the combat so you're playing poker while you're playing this like fantasy card game and it's really okay cool. that's neat yeah oh yeah all right that's, that's layered um it's very layered yeah Okay, I think I can get behind that. But I don't do a lot of, I mean, I've played like Magic a couple, once or twice though. I got into, uh, from Adventure Time, the cartoon, they came out with Card Wars. I saw that. Um, I have those and that they were making it or like they weren't, I guess it was kind of similar. Like they weren't trying to like, oh, we're going to make a bunch of cards that you keep trying to collect and buy. Like they kind of, they had like some that they came out with that were boosters, but I, I was like, no, I still want to make like, here's this good deck. I made one that has yet to lose. We haven't played in such a long time, but like I just happened you to have, have ones. Very nerdy chat. Like this is interesting. So <laughs> Ishtari Knight says, I play Lord of the Rings, Arkham LCG, Marvel Champions, Magic Ooh. and Flesh and Blood. Uh, I play Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is great. Um, and Lord of the Rings is really good because you can play it solo too. So, really? Uh, yes. Oh, that uh, seems lonely. It, no, it's great because then you don't have to deal with people. Um, so <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so alone, they actually have, they have a deck that's the bad guy deck. And oh, it has yeah, rules yeah, rules for yeah. the bad guy deck. And you build your deck and you play against the various decks. And so they have different scenarios that are different stories. So it feels almost like an RPG. 
That sounds um, like a Buffy. Cool. We have a Buffy game, Buffy the Vampire Slayer game that's similar to that too, where you play against like here's the bad guy deck, and I think you can play it alone too. But probably, uh, yeah. But yeah, so then you have the different cards that you pull that you have to fight and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Champions is kind of a similar t- game, but it's with Marvel characters. Um, and then I play like what I've been playing mostly lately is uh, Ashes: Rise of the Phoenixborn, which is from Plaid Hat Games. And it's very similar to Magic the Gathering, but what I say is it removes all the bad parts to Magic the Gathering, and uh, and it's just got a better vibe to it. So mm-hmm. I like that game, and I like um, Summoner Wars, which is also from Plaid Hat Games, uh, and that's almost like a miniatures game where you're going fighting one-on-one, uh, but with cards instead. So there you go. Where did the intern, the intern just faded intern. to black? That was dramatic. Yeah, he, he's like, I'm out with this nerd talk. <laughs> oh, he's such a nerd. Um, Is he? Well, and in different ways, like in like boring ways. That he's no in the boring. He's in like yeah. in the book club way, which yeah. is on April 24th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, he wants to do yeah. it at 9 a.m. I know. Like that. He's yeah, yeah. Well, that's the kind of nerd that no one likes. There we go. He's sharing something. <laughs> How All do right. I? Will it let me full screen him? It won't. Oh, let me go solo. Oh, never mind. Oh, not anymore. He took it out. No. Oh. Intern's upset now. Look at him. He's all frazzled. We uh, made fun of him. Poor intern. <laughs> He's not used to it. No. Oh, oh. wow. Looks <laughs> <laughs> just like him. Um, oh, geez. Uh, what bad parts do they remove from uh, from magic? Asks. Okay, Jason. so you've played it. So you know how there's mana in the decks, like, yeah. and you draw your land cards in order to. Those are your resources, so you can play your other cards. Well, a lot of times in Magic, you draw all the land cards and you don't have any other cards to play, so you're just stuck. Or you draw all your other cards and you have no land cards, so you can't play anything because you don't have any resources. So Ashes uses dice for resources that are outside the deck, and so you always have a set amount of resources. Both players have the same set amount of resources, so there's never any resource um, disparity between the two, so it's completely strategy. There's no luck to it. Uh, You also draw the uh you also pick the first five cards you start with so you also like don't have any randomness on that level so it takes out some of the randomness uh that makes for a negative play experience basically oh Um, okay okay the other thing is there's multiple attack you can attack with one creature at a time and uh block with one creature at a time and so that doesn't make it so you just build up an overlump and and you have a, a certain amount like each each character you have like maybe like you're allowed to play five creatures with this 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 uh character's ability that you've got or maybe six so you have a limit so you can't just flood the board with like a thousand creatures and then just go in as a wall Mm. uh so it's a lot more strategic so all the like those negative play experiences are just gone it's much better okay i grew up more with a Yu-Gi-Oh card game and then uh i didn't do a pokemon card game as much i did the video games more though so magic i played the pokemon video games yeah yeah, I still need to yeah. finish Pokemon Moon on the DS. And then I've nice. got like more games afterward that I still like, no, I haven't finished this one. And it's been years and I'm just like building up all these other games that I still haven't finished. But someday I'll get to like, let's go Pikachu. Um, I think I have Detective Pikachu. So I have all these games that I'm like, I want to play. And then, but then once I actually played video games, I'm doing Super Mario World again instead. So that's need what 100% happens. that first. Um, I quit. I quit video games entirely just so I could have oh, time to, to write. Yeah, see? Because otherwise I would just never do it. You're more you know? productive, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel I always feel too, like, 
anytime I want to work on something like, or, or anytime I feel like I have free time to do anything, I always feel guilty and be, and feel like I need to work on D and D right now. Cause I need to be building like the world. Like what's this next session going to be What what am I going to do? I do like, you, you kind of said like you went in the different direction when you were talking about like, Oh, you had the player, like when you're doing a game, it was easier to like write your story without having them kind of like, you know, you know, go whatever agency that they're trying to do as players though. So you can just like write your own plot. And at first, like, that's how I always felt when I first started DMing, I was really bad at agency. Cause I was like, no, I'm kind of picturing it like a cut screen where it's just like they get captured. So now you're here, like, stop trying to fight this capture. Like you're just, you need to like deal with it. Like this is what's going to happen. And, and mm-hmm. the more that I worked on it, I, the better I felt when I was like, oh, I'll let them try all these things. And now I let them, uh, like they they help build the world and it's really fun when I'm like oh I didn't expect that to happen like they brought these NPCs that were just side characters and now they have like really important roles and they just like help build the world and and that happened to me this past week too so I just I really That's like super cool having them like uh, giving inspiring me for stuff like I never pictured this happening but now that you guys brought it up like it's it's added so much more to this world than I could have done on my own and um so, but then I go back and forth because other times I'm like, no, I want to write something that like, this is exactly what happens. Like, I don't want input from anyone else. This is how it's going to be. These are the characters. That's um, why I write novels. You mm-hmm. just don't have to deal with people trying to tell you right. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I Except think for like... the readers. Yeah, the the oh, problem with yeah. novels is, is then once you get a popular novel, uh, you, you get emails like, it would be great if you had this character do this. And it's like, well, maybe I'm already planning on doing that in the next book and Maybe I'm not. And if I do, you're probably going to take credit for it. But I already oh, yeah. wrote already it. You know, it. it's like uh-huh. there's, a, you know, it's it's like uh, it's interesting. But yeah, sometimes I but, it, you know, honestly, like if sometimes it's enough, like where it's like I'll get 30, 40, 50 emails about something. Really? And it's like I know. Yeah. And it's like I know all my people want this. So I, I'll definitely at that point, like maybe tailor things to like, okay, okay this is what people want. I, you know, I try to listen to customers. I mean, that's what the mainstream doesn't do. You know? a, okay. I wondered about yeah. that too. Like, do you, so if you let them like kind of influence you, you're like, yeah, this, I'm open to like making some changes if, if this is, and if it works for the story, like, I guess, would if you, it works if, for the story. Yeah. If you felt yeah. like, oh, this is totally like, n- this doesn't seem like it would fit at all. Even if a lot of yeah. people wanted it, like you would still say no. But if I'm a not lot gonna... of people want it, it usually is something it's that, something would, that would work. That's what, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I definitely look for that, but like, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's when it's an overwhelming amount of people, like it's, it's, uh, that want something it's like you know one i'm not going to shift a story based on one person typically, right but oh yeah. you don't listen like when if someone's mad at like one person on twitter complains about something then you have like harry's razors come out and say like no like i, we're, we're... I try not to respond if oh, yeah. that's the case yeah <laughs> so, how do you know if anyone ever writes fan fiction for your stories um yeah i've had i've had people write i've had like one i think fan fiction happen for my stories so far really i get a lot of fan art so oh, a bet. lot of people mm-hmm. like, yeah, so I get a lot of, especially uh, the comics, of course, people like can look at the characters and then do their own renditions. And that happens a lot. Uh, but I've actually of my novels had people draw like the characters of the novels and just send them to me too. It's good. It's, I love it. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, that's it's like, awesome. oh man, this is cool. Yeah. Okay. Once you're uh, the high school girl, or high schooler in the Crusades, did I, what's the word? 
I forget the phrase. Yeah, high school girl in the crusades. High school That's... girl in the crusades. Okay, once that comes out, I'll I'll write a fan fiction to it. I'll write one that stars myself as the protagonist and as the main character's like twin sister awesome. or something. We were and thinking then... like because we were thinking about it. We we're we we're thinking about our audience and and uh, our comics audience is really like '90s comics oriented. Mm, and mm-hmm. I this is like a shoujo manga. If you don't, if you guys are familiar with that okay. genre, it's like. It's always it, like they always star high school because everybody's like, why are you writing a high school girl? High school. And it's like all of them always star a high school girl in like Japan or whatever. Like and then they, they get transported to a magical world, right. every single one of them. And so I did that because it's literally just a reference to the genre. Uh-huh. Um, but if I wanted to just cater to my audience, I probably shouldn't have just done the genre convention. Uh, and I thought about this after the fact, of course. Uh, you know, I wanted to parody the genre. So I took every trope I could think of in the genre and I just threw it into this book, uh, which makes a great story. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but again, it's like, it's not really keeping my like 90s style audience in mind. And they love, uh, my 90s style audiences loves muscles and guns and big boobs and, and things like that. And I'm not really going to do that with a high school girl because like, I don't really want to like overly sexualize a high school girl. I want to keep it PG, you know, um, for good reason. So, uh, so I was like, I made a mistake thinking about that. My, my artist and I were talking about like, well, if we end up doing a sequel or something like that, maybe we just like say it's 10 years later and then she gets transported back into the world again. That way she's like, like 28 year old. Uh, and then we could just make her have ginormous boobs and things like that. And then everybody will buy it. It'll be great. So, <laughs> Drake um, Drake, says, Toby, Toby, Toby is my ferret character from my steampunk novel. It's, uh, my, my character, my main character has a ferret pet oh. and uh, everybody, lo- everybody loves Toby the ferret. Yeah. Who doesn't like ferrets? That's it's awesome. really difficult cause it's a pet. So it really doesn't have agency mm. like a person would. Uh, so I have to like, think about like, how would this pet exist in this? And then once I have the pet going along on the adventure with them, I have to like keep mentioning the pet, but I, but I don't want it to get redundant. So it's like, it's really difficult to actually put that in the story. Uh, in the first book, the pet actually has a purpose to the story that impacts it. I'm not going to spoil it beyond that. So it's like there, there was like a reason for it, but like in subsequent ones, it's like, what do I do with the pet ferret? Because like, it's just there and uh, I can, I can make it distract the story for a little bit, but like, you know, there's not a great reason for it to be there beyond the first book. And so, uh, the second book, he does something cool actually too. But what I started to do in the fourth and fifth novels is I actually, cause she goes like the main character, she goes around on an airship and I, I'm like, okay, well she had the care, the, the, the thing scampering around the, the airship for the first couple books, like, but now she's in a war. So she's really gonna have a ferret running around in her war mm-hmm. zone with her. Like, so I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So what I had her do is actually leave, uh, drop off the ferret, like at her like stepmother's house, like to watch while she goes out and does her Aww. stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. I think like the way they always, you always make them like, if they're going to be more involved or have like the character, like personalities and it's like their wisdom is higher where it's just like they, they can kind of like communicate to it. So it depends on like how realistic is this, this sidekick animal going to be? Yeah. Like, um, Cause it's like, if they're cartoon, the like a Disney movie sidekick, like the Disney movie ones, they can like, yeah, they're going to help you out and everything, but. And they talk, right? Yeah. This is, yeah. This is literally just a ferret. So it's like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kind of write it out of here. Just Cause uh, it, it was cute for the first couple books, but right. it didn't work. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, no, that's fair though, because a lot of times, like in any sort of mostly movies, but any s- stories where it's just like, if it seems like something that's like this isn't realistic enough for me, or like, and it could be something small, like why would they do that? Like this, this one like little thing, um, like that seems implausible to me, and then that takes me out of the movie. But I'm like, it doesn't matter plot wise, but it's just like here's this little thing that really <laughs> bothers me, and like I can't forget about it now. So. It's- I think it's nice to like, oh, when you think about like each specific part, like a small uh, concept, like why would a ferret, like this ferret is going to die immediately in a war yes. zone. Like <laughs> who, did, right. who take it out there? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the stuff I sit around all day and think about. That's it. So. <laughs> what do I do with this ferret? Yeah. Um, oh, what's this? Nice thing about psychic animals. They double as emergency food, says Oof. Matt Deckard. Oh, I think uh, I think I'd lose my entire readership if I had my, yeah. my character to eat the ferret. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. I could never I can't I would never, not even consider eating my geese. Oh, G-Man says, I think Beverly's goose sidekick would just honk, but she understands goose language rather than a Howard the Duck situation. Yeah, geese are not very tasty. They do. do they serve, people eat them. Do they, yeah. they eat geese? Yeah, there's the okay. so I mean like there's the Christmas goose concept and then oh um, you know what I've had you know I've had foie gras I am an elitist I, after I all I have I had that on French I hated it yes. and then well, learning it. how it's made is really terrible though too because they like they force um, and they fill up their livers like they um, yes. force feed them and it's just so gross and I uh, so I never plan on eating that again but um, yeah geese the one that I have they're both supposed to be Roman tufteds but the the white one that I have I don't know what the girl is but the white one is a utility bird in um, in Europe. So they actually eat them more out there. Wow. But like here in America, they're just more ornamental. So people just kind of have them around and they're supposed to be like watch geese and like help protect the chickens, but they hate the chickens and just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just attack them all the time. So uh, they're kind of the worst, but I love them <laughs> too. Ah, this intern. Um, okay, let's do another game. Actually, I've got, I need to get this video prepped. This one, last week I had it, I played a libs of TikTok video and I asked, uh, what color is this person's hair? Um, the one that hmm. I found this week though, is, uh, this, per- this person, I don't know, it's a non-binary or something, uh, Uh-oh. talks ab- about the hair color though. So I couldn't use that. So instead the question is going to be, uh, how many facial piercings do you think this person Uh-oh. has? So I'm going to play just the audio, or at least a clip of the audio, and then we'll watch the the because I think watching the full okay. video with the person is going to be more entertaining. So at least I don't was, have to guess which of the 72 genders it is. No, so. no, 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 no. We're not going to do yeah. that because that's way too many options, and we don't have all yes. day. Um, so you're just going to have to guess how many facial piercings. So I'm going to okay. play uh, a little bit of this audio. Let me see. Is this it? So I'm not allowed to be out as trans non-binary at school. Do not come up in my comments saying that I am allowed because I'm not. I live in Louisiana and it sucks here. So of course my response to this is to be as obnoxiously queer as possible. So God. So uh, I'll play just that and then we can watch the full video. But what's your guess? How many All right. facial piercings? Are ear piercings facial piercings? I'm gonna say no, because and and okay. sometimes it might be hard to tell if their hair is down, so I'm not gonna worry about that. Anything that's like from here onward. Okay, so there's for sure gonna be the the cow septum piercing <laughs> thing, like that's a given, and then the, like the little like like lip retarded thing has to be there 100. percent 
There might be an eyebrow, uh, maybe two, because you could do one kind of like right the one that's like there, and then like the little ring. It's possible. Oh. Uh, or you could do the double lip piercing where, where it crosses like this. I've seen that too. There's a lot of choices. Um, I'm going to go with one, two, three, four. Four. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's find out. Let me see if I can get this shared. Whoop, hang on. I don't know what I'm doing. And... Are you stupid or something? <laughs> Oh boy! All right, That's... I'm gonna play this out, and then we'll see. Uh, not allowed to be out as an empire at school. One, two, three. Because I'm not. I live in Louisiana, and it sucks here. So of course, my response to this is to be as obnoxiously queer as possible. So I've got my rainbow hair with leopard print. I've got my rainbow glasses. Sometimes I wear pins, too, with various rainbow things on them. I don't have any today. I just have my COVID sticker. I wear things that do not match at all. Basically, my goal is to look like a unicorn threw me up. If I can't do that, what's the point? I'm going to throw up. Okay. Was it three? <laughs> it looked like, yeah, that's what I couldn't, t I'm, I'm saying three because it looked like the, um, yeah. the top of the nose, it was two to get the chain. So it was, that was close. You said four, that's but pretty close. three. Yeah. Not All bad. right. I'll give you, I'll give you half points for that though. Half points. Right. I don't know how many, it's a half of, uh, it was, if you won, you would have gotten a million. So half of it, <laughs> oh, you get wow. five million. Five million. Um, so you're at five, what, five million nine. So. Or 500,000. I think you're math. So I, could, I think I you're math. Count. I couldn't count. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, I already... Are you stupid or something? Hmm. We're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. You get 5 million. And, uh, Sweet, I win. I said I'm going to multiply go now. Bye. by 5. <laughs> and he's out. Oh, he probably I can't even get back into it. Well, now it's just me and this intern here. So... Ugh. Now what do I do? Oh, but now I need to remove. <laughs> I was. I take it back. You only get five hundred thousand. You only get oh, five hundred thousand. No. Because we need to finish this. This will um, be forever. I'm gonna say to you that the that girl that non-binary. Sorry, I misgendered or whatever. But uh, my thing with I love I love rainbows. Actually, I have. I have my own rainbow glasses here too, but I'm not, not in a woke way. I just love rainbow. I noticed like all so. the uh, the like thumbnail and all that had oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, rainbows just... and all. I was like, this is a pretty gay stream. Yeah. Um, huh. And yeah, I'd say the the rainbow glasses do make you five thousand percent less attractive. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they. And I never thought about like whenever I see rainbow stuff though, I'm like oh, I didn't think about it like in, in any cultural way. It's just like oh, I like rainbows because I'm you know a five year old child, and um, so I like colorful things. But uh, I like My Little Pony and all that too. So Carmo I, Carmo San Diego does not like colors. No, he doesn't. Although he's the one who chose the logo for Unsafe. Well, not him, mm. the Carter. This, this is not the intern. Or intern not the same not person. That different yes. people. He has the rainbow logo, so that's what drew me into this channel to begin with. Is like, hey, I see rainbow. So, um, how many hair colors? B. Allen asks. Yeah, I think she sat or it, 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 they they had uh, the full on rainbow on on that video, right? So it was just like 
all six, seven, however many in there. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. Let's see who did that game. I have, I think I have, I kind of wanted to try this D&D Mad Libs thing, but I don't know if it's going to be any good. So maybe I'll wait until I have time to read that though. Um, so what conventions have you been to? I've been to a lot. Uh, Comic-Con. Have you, you have been Gen there. Con, Dragon Con. Did you do C2E2? Those no, the... I've never been to C2E2. Oh, really? That's the only yeah. other one that I've been to. So I did the ones that, yeah, Gen Con and C2E2. Dragon did... Con's legit. You Where's that? Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay. Has that already happened or is that still happening this September. year? September. September. Yeah. Dragon Con. And then there's, uh, there's Liberty Con, which is in Chattanooga. And that's that's all of our people, um, and it's it's really great. They have a they have all the guests go and they have gun range day uh, before, like the day before the con. So we all go out and shoot, and uh, and then we go talk science fiction. You know, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so I I'm invited to that I was supposed to go this year. I, I just can't make it out to Chattanooga mm. this year, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to less and less of them because uh, one. I mean, it's fun, but just from a business perspective, like, I mean, it's five days where I usually am out getting drunk and partying instead of writing. Uh, yeah. and so it's like, mm, that, that slows me down. And then you, then of course there's the two hangover days afterwards, which slow me down, you <laughs> know, so there's, Jeez. yeah, yeah, usually sometimes three. Um, and, uh, it's, it just slows me down and you don't really sell books at those conventions so much. Like I'd rather just go on a live stream cause I'll go to my Amazon page after this stream and I'll probably have sold 10 books just from this. Oh, nice. Um, okay. But yeah. it usually happens. Um, yeah. So that that's a good thing. Or I'll, or I'll get a bunch of YouTube subscribers and then I'll sell them books later. Right. But when you're at a convention, people aren't like immediately online to just go look up your name or whatever. And so you don't really sell books. So it's it's kind of counterintuitive. It's, it's nice to meet people who I already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some of course, I meet some good friends there and all that. But like, uh, you know, I'd rather just do that privately generally than go to a convention to go do that, I guess, right. and spend a whole weekend doing that at this point. So yeah, conventions yeah. for me is mainly just buying more dice. So <laughs> I, I'm trying to cut down on that too, to be honest. Uh, I've got a whole dice drawer. So. I have uh, a yeah. curio. Oh boy. <laughs> so I have a, around a hundred sets of dice, I think. Oh, cause then I still have my other dice here cause we just played D and D the other night. Uh, and, Beverly okay, has a problem. Everybody. There's more rainbow here. Like I said, it's just because I love rainbows. But um, so go. I've got a bunch of them. I love. My, oh, and not the intern, but Carter did get me some uh, a set of dice for Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty. They're like somebody mentioned metal. setting up a booth. When you set up a booth, you're you're trapped uh, it, like at a booth all day. Yeah, and it it varies for sales. Like you never, you really don't. Like sometimes people are way interested in indie stuff. Sometimes they're not. So it's it, it can be completely hit and miss. Mm-hmm. And it's usually at one of those cons, like $500,000 for a table. So to sell $20 Jeez. books, you know, you, to just to break evens a lot. Um, and it just ends up not being worth the time to do it. Again, like when I go on a live stream, it doesn't cost me anything. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's a lot easier. Do you still like advertise someone as just someone who's attending though? Like, can you hand out cards or like? I did that when I was around? like starting out. Uh, yeah. But, you know, again, it just like the conversion rate so low on that mm. just wasn't worth doing. 
Yeah. Okay. Like no one, like it's, it's hard to gain, you know, garner very, interest. Very in different because most people who are there are there for a specific reason, like buying their dice or going and seeing this Marvel thing. You know, it's like they're not there to just get, uh, I guess sold a random book. It's not, it's not a good reader audience on that level. Yeah. So I okay. live, live streams are great for it. Uh, my social media is great for it. I run ads on Amazon. Uh, that's really mm. great for it. Yeah, and, uh, that's I found that's way more effective. Yeah. So for, out of all since you've been to a lot of cons out of all the ones that you've been to, what has been like the most like the coolest thing that you've come across or like seen at any of them? The the coolest or, or some, something that stands that out to you across or seen. Gosh, uh, been a lot of weird things that happens at cons. Uh, I don't like Dragon Con's the biggest party. So if really? you're there for a party, yeah, oh. it's like, I, I, I usually black out at Dragon Con. Um, but that's why I haven't been in a while. Try not to do these things anymore. Drinking is degenerate, everybody. You shouldn't do it. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good question too. What's the what's worst the thing worst you've thing seen? You see? That's also at Dragon Con. What happens at Dragon Con <laughs> is, uh, around nine o'clock at night when everybody starts drinking and all that, uh, the cosplay starts to change ah. and it starts, there's. I've seen women wearing nothing but paint. I've seen yeah. uh, men in full-on weird bondage, furry amalgamations which shouldn't exist, uh, and uh, that starts to happen. So, like, it's not safe to bring your kids to that in uh, the evening. Uh -huh. um, and you know, I mean, some of the women look good in, in said paint, and some of them shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> uh, and so it gets it gets really dicey. Uh, and, and not in the buying dice. Dicey. Kind of way. Oh, yeah, I get yeah, it. got excited. <laughs> so, but that happens. There's a, yeah, de degeneracy intensifies after 9 p.m. It's really crazy. Uh, so you see some stuff like you can't unsee and I can't mm. really describe it and I can't really show it to you without ruining your life. So there you go. Oh, well, my life yeah. is already ruined. I've got nothing going for me. So you can feel That's free good. to share pictures or something. Maybe, later. maybe after, maybe so. after. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Dragon Con sounds like more than I can handle, but it sounds fun. There's a lot uh, of fun to it too. So, so Patrick Tomlinson goes in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Child. Oh, um, yeah. I, for me, I like, again, I've only been to the two, but I did get to meet. um, oh my gosh, why well, I'm blanking out on his name. Uh, uh, I'm embarrassed now for it, but the guy who plays SpongeBob SquarePants, Tom. Yes. What's his last name? Uh, uh, Tom Kenny. There we go. I just remembered. But yeah, I got to meet him, got a picture with him, and that was really exciting. But I, I'm always weird when like meeting people because I, I knew that he was wrapping up soon and the girl behind me really wanted to see him. So like I, I'm, they were about to like close up. So even when I saw him and he was asking, he was like trying to chat with me and I was just like, uh huh, cool. Yeah. Let's just take um, this picture and let's get this over with. Yeah. I've, uh, there's, I mean, there's the picture things. Like I became like really tight with the gal who, uh, she's the voice of the computer on Star Trek now, like the new Star, mm. which everybody, nobody likes the new Star Treks, but she like, it used to be Michelle Barrett, who was Gene Roddenberry's wife who did it, but she died. And so now this gal does it. Uh, and she, uh, she's really fun. She's, she's a voice actress. So she does crazy voices, uh, cute redhead. I mean, so like, I mean, I, I, I've hung out with her a bit and that was really fun. Like, so yeah, it's some interesting, you meet some interesting people sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people who probably don't bathe enough too. There's a lot of smells. There's in the a air lot of smells there. in the air um, that I don't like. I am a very sensitive nose, 
Uh, and so I just, I, I like human hygiene is very important to me. And that's the other reason I don't like to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I think what's, uh, there's some people, I like to kind of see like, oh, like they've got cool games and some of the people might be fine. But I've, I've found that uh, like people who are really into anime or people who are into like the nerdy geeky stuff too. I'm like, I, I'm less interested in like really getting to hang out with you as much though, because you're like too far into it. Like there's a point where I'm like, I want you to be like somewhat into these things, but like when there's so many of them that are like way too far into it, then I'm like, I don't even know you and you clearly aren't, aren't very hygienic. And so there's just like, yeah, I get the idea of like, I don't really want to talk to people all the time. But on the other hand, some people can be really interesting to talk to. So you really got to like maneuver and yeah. find like the right ones that are there. That's why I'm just into tennis now because the people at the country club, <laughs> you don't have that problem. So just, yeah. you're, throughout this whole stream, you've got so yes. many pretentious sounding things though that like, I know I want people who are going to read books more than comics. I uh, play at a, at the country club, which I'm, yeah, which I, I do have to get going doing shortly, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Okay. Then yeah. we can do one more game okay. and we'll wrap And then once you, once you, if you win or lose, um, this one, let me see where it is. It's called dirty minds. Oh no. Um, so it's just what you, it'll, your mind will go. I knew the Beverly was going to go guys. I'm sorry. This is what, this is what happens when I get on a stream with it women. Is. Yeah. I, I know, try I not know. to let it happen, but yeah, this is why it I try does. not to stream with women. So the so the answer that you're going to say, like, it is not a dirty thing. Like, these are going to sound bad, but like, it's okay. an innocent answer. Um, this one is a one word answer. So there are three hints and I'm going to just read one at a time. And then if you get the answer, then then you'll get more points for the less hints that you get. OK, so okay. you're going to guess the word. The first hint is the longer I'm in, the harder I get. If you need hint two, let me know. You don't. You don't have to guess. Uh, I'd say a tri tip because it, you know if you if it stays on the grill too long, oh, uh, it is okay. it, it gets really uh, dried out and and uh, that's a problem. That's mm -hmm. a good guess, but that is not the answer that I'm looking for. Okay. So hint two, I only get laid once. Well, this is an egg, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that one made it much more clear. Yeah. The last one is I'm only eaten once. So I think if you yeah. didn't get the laid part once, then you could. But yeah. uh, you'll get two points for that, um, for guessing egg. And we have so a winner. 500,000 500, and 11, 11 points at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, or 5 million. I think I ended up giving 5 million because I misspoke. So you have 5 million, 11 points. You are the highest winner that we've had so far out of two. Um, so congratulations for that. You get to hear the melodica now. Let's go. Um, I'm play me something sultry. No, I only play classical music. So see if this will pick up. That was excellent, pretentious music. Yeah, I have to say, so yes, pretentious. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's I will, the I, I will clap like this for it. I'm yes. gonna do like a snaps. Um, yeah, I always think of it as like a cross between a harmonica and a, an accordion or something. Like, 
piano keyboard. I don't know, but I do love it. You should check out the one where that guy in the chicken costume plays it um, because that was fun. The what is love at some point, I think I used to I, once I got it, I did learn how to play what is love on there, too, but I don't remember anymore. That was like a decade ago. But uh, yeah, so there you go. There's your prize. Next time I'll do a love letter for you, too. Like I um, it would be even creepier than this one if I can. Oh, boy. I'll do I'll write it in fake blood. Or this real is blood. what happens on the Unsafe Space Club podcast, everybody. Hit that <laughs> yeah. like and subscribe button. Don't forget to ring that bell. <laughs> um, yeah. And book club is again, John. <laughs> April 24th at 9 uh, a.m. Pacific time. And guys, you're so excited right now. I've never seen, oh no, it, the, the name of the book is no longer in the private chat, so I don't remember. Oh no, it's a... <laughs> I just know it's 672 it's pages, my friend. 672 pages, who knows what the name <laughs> is. It's by some foreign guy whose name that we can't pronounce either. Um, Gulag Archipelago. There it is. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yes, it's... It's Russia. So oh. some guy got real mad at me on Twitter the other day. Uh, so something was happening and I, I, I made a comment, a flippant comment. Oh, yeah. So, so somebody was posting about she's she's a, a attorney and uh, she's a friend of mine. She's a streamer, too. And she's talking about how in New York there there were moratoriums on evictions during covid. And uh -huh, so uh -huh. there was a and of course, I have to go. So I'm going to launch into a long story. This great. <laughs> so um but uh, now that moratorium has been lifted and she's just backlogged with evictions as an attorney. And she's like, this is a disaster. I'm so slammed right now. I said, well, I mean, that's the, that, that's obviously Biden's, you know, yay. Good, good work about that. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, he was he was uh, concerned about, you know, people being homeless and spreading COVID. And I said, well, now he's not concerned about people being homeless and spreading COVID. So and she's like, well, I guess that's true. I'm like, yeah, this is how these people work. It never, it never is about anything principled or consistency. Right. And I said, you know, I said, uh, of course, uh, now all they care about is the Ukraine. And some guy goes, it's not the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. Ukraine. I'm said, yes. I said, I'm pretty sure it's the Ukraine now. It's very important. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. and, like the Batman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I stole this joke from Medicare. It's not it's not mine. But um, but and uh, he's like, is that supposed to be a joke? I'm like, no, a joke is like whatever is happening in their capital city of Kevin. And <laughs> um, and uh, and the guy got so mad. It was amazing because <laughs> they're all the NPCs are just like so into this Ukraine thing right now. And they don't know why they don't know what it's about. And uh, that's mm. that's the lesson. So think for yourself, my friends. Yeah. Ugh. Well, well, thanks for taking the time to tell a long story here when you sure. have to go play tennis. And thank you for joining me today. It was really fun to talk to you. You um, too. And it was great talking stuff. to the intern too. Oh God, don't mention him. He's not, he does Carmo. not matter. He, oh, that's much better to look at than- Hashtag Carmo's life matters. <laughs> Karma. No, he's the, he doesn't get a name. I shouldn't have even said that. Ugh. It's too late now. Yeah. Carmo San Diego is going to be a fixture. Carmo San Yeah. This is his look. I need to name the other one. Yeah. The other one was a rapper or something. So then this yes. one here is Carmo San Diego. Yeah. I'll just cycle through these. But, uh, but yeah, thank you again for joining me. It was really fun. Um, I'd love to chat with you again because I can nerd out, geek out all day long. About, and you can teach me more stuff because like I, I just kind of graze this world and you know so much more than I do in it. So I'd love to learn more. <laughs> and 
cool. especially comics too. We should we should collaborate because what we were saying yesterday too. What was the um, splitting the sci-fi story of splitting your your white and non-white? Oh past. yeah, oh that was a great great <laughs> idea. That's hilarious. Oh man, so, yeah. Let's write this story and then somehow incorporate a goose into there too. I'm I have sure a story about easy. doing that with uh, the intern and I have a mutual friend. We wrote a uh, short story together, which was the fun. I don't. Did you read that intern back in the day? Uh, yeah, it was, it was really funny. Uh, it was that we actually titled it unsafe in space, uh, which oh. of course it was about safe space oh. and it had nothing to do with this podcast. We were just playing on the, the safe space term. And of course in space makes it, you know, sci-fi. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hilarious. We, we tore up everything, uh, these SJWs do. It was very funny, That's uh, awesome. but, uh, I love doing stuff like that. So we can talk about that later for sure. Okay. Yeah. So. I want to, I, I really like that concept too. Just, and it sounds, and the more painful this procedure is the better, right? So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm late. Thank yeah. you guys. Bye. I appreciate it. Back Thank my books. You, I'll see you. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you for watching. We'll put all the links and stuff. I think it's already in the description where you can find John. He's at Leading Hispanic. Um, thank you again for watching. Is there anything else that I need to say on here? We already got book club. We got goose stuff. God, this intern sucks so much. Um, space time. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. So I will talk to all of you later and I'll we'll talk intern. Um, Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may corrupt previous psychological programming. If you encounter any of the following individuals, please administer government-issued neurotoxin immediately. I'm not sure what the neurotoxin will do because I am not a biologist. CRT is a complex legal theory that is needed to combat the epidemic of racist babies. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.
Hey, um, this just isn't working out. Um, it's not me, it's you. So next week, uh, just don't bother coming back again. Okay. It's yeah, no, it's, uh, I, what? I, wow. That's rude. Um, what? Okay. No wonder. Oh God. I didn't end the broadcast. Mm -hmm.